All right. Well, here we are, Pastor Miles, Pastor Mark. This is episode 11. Wow. The next generation. Episode 11. Wow. We are um, here to answer questions, as usual. Questions that were texted in, questions that were asked to you on Sunday as you're walking yeah, around. Yeah, people stopped me. me. Yeah. People send us questions. And you can still, if you're listening right now, you have a question, you can send a question to 760-814-1223 and we'll get it. And then most likely. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk answer about it. it. I mean, we'll talk about it. Oh, I think. Do you yeah. like answering questions? I do. Yeah, I like answering questions. If they're dumb questions, I love dumb questions. Have we gotten I, any? I, like, I think we've gotten all I've pretty gotten good a, questions I, so far. I, I, we got pretty good questions. Some what's of them the, are like, hey, you're trying to stumble me or trip me up theologically. What's the dumbest question whatnot? you've ever had? You want to know what mine was? Have you lost weight? That's a dumb question. Yeah, Don't ask that question. I, I would say, yeah, never ask anybody if they're pregnant. You only have to do that once. I asked a guy once. No, come no, on. come on. So I had a buddy. Yeah, he was sitting in a waiting room, mm-hmm. and uh, this lady goes, and she was like four hundred and some pounds. So she was a large lady, and she went and sat. This is going to get you in trouble, do I? Am I going to need to edit this? No, out no, 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 no. I don't All want right. you to have to edit. So she sat down in the chair, and she goes, "Was anybody sitting here?" And he says, "I don't know. Why don't you get up and I'll check?" No, he did not. Yes, he did. That's horrible. Yeah, and he couldn't help himself. Okay, the, the the phone number is for your questions. Don't don't text us to tell us how that was not a nice story, Pastor Mark. I, that was the guy. I mean, he was shameful and horrible. He was a horrible I'm pointing person. out that is on my list of things to not do, and never ask anybody if they're pregnant. Okay, so we have a request for those if there are any of you. If if no one's listening, then you can't do anything. But if you're listening, uh, and you've subscribed to the podcast, well, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe on Spotify or Apple iTunes the podcast app or Google play. If you're an Android user, I, I won't say anything more than that, but anyway, subscribe and leave a, what do you call it? a review? Review it because if you review it, you can more, review these things, you can review it and more people will know about it. If you review it, I'm not sure I can handle reviews. Give a rating and a review. I you didn't, can, I never liked the report cards. Do not give us a rating unless you're going to rate us five stars. If you do anything. Yeah, don't, yeah. Unless you love me, I don't want to hear it. We will pray imprecatory prayers against you if you leave less than a five star rating. And just, I'll tell you, many people have died after I prayed for them. That's actually true. That's very um, true. I have like yeah. a world record. How so. many people was it? Well, at one time... You should probably explain to people what you mean by this. We go and pray for people at the hospital. Yeah, all the time. So I had a deal when I was a new pastor. I would go pray for people. And, you know, I always pray like, Lord, I pray they're, when they're done here, they are healthier than they've ever been. I mean, <laughs> Pentecostal. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, there, right? And so people would die. And I was up to like seven or eight people, and the word was starting to get on the street. Like everybody, Don't he goes. Have Pastor Mark pray yeah, for Yeah, like they go down. And but I'm you like, know what? You shed this whole thing when you moved to Cross Connection. I did. Yeah. But I was up to like, you know, 10, 12 people, and the people are getting down on me. And I'm like, you know, you got to get right back up on the horse. You can't give up just because, you know, a few people died. I mean, I'm not in control of that. So I was up to 21 in a row. That you prayed for, and they died? They died in a row. No way. 100%. I prayed for one dude who had a broken leg. We left the hospital, and my buddy's like, that guy ain't going to die. You broke in the street. High five, went out for a cheeseburger, came back. Next day, gets a call from the daughter, and he goes, you heard about dad, right? And she, he's like, yep. He goes, I heard that, man, uh, you know, 
he was doing great. He was happy. He's out of the hospital. You guys are probably at lunch today. And she, she starts crying. Breaks down into tears. She oh, goes, my no. goodness. Blood clot died. And he looked at me. So anyway, 20, 21 in a row. And then, and then you got the call to come to Cross Connection, and you, you left that. Well, the streak broke before Cross Connection, but I'll the tell you. The Grim Reaper prayer. The prayer. weird thing, I was a men's ministry guy. I had more guys asking me to pray for their mother-in-laws. I could not figure that That's out. That's terrible. It was did not. Once again, something I might have to edit. No, I mean, if this was legit. I'm, not, I'm making this stuff up. So oh, I was goodness. just an innocent bystander. So I quit praying for perfect, better than ever healing because i it occurred to me like we're never so as healthy when we go to be with jesus with jesus that's right yeah so they i was the god was answering my prayers well we're we're like seven minutes in do we have any questions sure if we're gonna do those really okay all right here we go Ooh, this is i i love this saying i've always loved this like i'd want to do the poster of this who are those in the great cloud of witnesses mm. hebrews 12 1 like there's a cloud of since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses and we're i mean our, my stuff's on the cloud my stuff's on the cloud too and i, I had to iCloud. increase my storage the other day i evidently i i'm a you got the iCloud yeah i got the iCloud and the dropbox i think i was at like 50 gigawatts or whatever it was and too many pictures i had to i don't have that many pictures i've got twenty four thousand pictures on my phone i just don't i never see that many things that are interesting so well anyway. i got four little kids oh that's a lot of interesting yeah. stuff i love they, the picture of your daughter content. in the little daughter in the welding helmet learning to weld she papa was teaching evangeline how to weld that's that's a classic she was stoked on that yeah that's a, that's a classic there I would not. I would hold on to that picture. It was a great picture. I showed you the picture of her going to school yesterday, right? Yeah, uh, that was she quite had, the like, ensemble. Pink thigh high socks and like a yeah, it was something something crazy. I said, Evangeline, are you sure you can wear that to school? It was like this turquoise tank top and pink thigh high socks and yeah, it was crazy. You know what is it about little <clears throat> girls? Like my my one little daughter, like everything had to be pink, and we didn't tell her that girls had to have pink. Evangeline just likes bright neon, well, neon orange, that neon. Was pink. my youngest daughter like? Do you go to that Build a Bear place? Yeah, and for like you know three hundred dollars, you end up building this bear, and they put all the accessories on there. Hers wasn't a bear; it was like a pink unicorn with glitter, more sparkles, and then like a purple tutu or something. She probably still has it. What? Maybe not in my house anymore. Praise God, go. it's somebody else's problem. Okay, so the great cloud of witnesses. Yeah, Hebrews twelve one. Break it down, bro. Well, the direct context is got to be uh, Hebrews chapter eleven, a favorite passage, the Hall of Faith. Okay, so we got all those those faithful men and women that are mentioned in Hebrews chapter eleven, and uh, so I mean the direct context is that they are the great cloud of witnesses. But I think I don't know. I don't know what you think about this, but we've got you know two thousand years of history of faithful men and women of God who followed God and uh, they have got to be part of that great cloud of witnesses too. That's kind of, that's kind of a, um, something that church doesn't talk about. Yeah. Like a lot of people are freaked out about the whole Christians work standing before the Lord thing lately. Have you been getting a lot of people freaking out about that? Yeah. You know, I guess I frightened some people cause like two weeks in a row, I talked about us giving account to God for, uh, when we stand before him of, you know, every idle word and those sort of things. people got freaked out. Like, what do you mean I got to stand before God? And like, well, you do think you're going to heaven someday, right? I mean, if you're going to go to heaven, the whole point is he's going to be there. You're going to be with him in his presence. And 
you know, you're going to give an account. For yep. I was really surprised some people are freaked out about that. It doesn't mean you're saved by your good works. I mean, we're saved by grace through faith, and praise God for that. We'll talk more about that this weekend. But, but yeah, I mean, I've always lived my life with the reality of, man, I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want to be wasting my time. Well, and those people who want to live things really close to the edge. Yeah, don't walk on the line. Yeah, that like that's a wrong that's, heart. That's a good you're, place you're, for Johnny Cash. It's not a good place for you. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's... That's no place to be. That's not a victorious Christian life. That's just, you're just getting ready to well, fall off into the gutter. Well, of course, say, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And resist the devil and, and he, he will flee, flee from, from you. But that's I, a, I want to be as close to God as possible. Yeah, but that's like a four-step program. It is. You know, you can't just resist the devil on your own. You got to draw near. Need God's help. Yeah, absolutely. So the great cloud of witnesses are those faithful, godly men and women who've gone ahead before us into the cloud. Kind but not of, the apple cloud. Not the iCloud. Okay. Yeah, that's no. evil. They're with the Lord in his presence. Okay. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So they're yeah. with the Lord. And in his presence is fullness of joy. That sounds good. Yeah. Do you remember like in discipleship classes, people would say, I know what your priorities are, your spiritual priorities are by when I look at your checkbook. Checkbook and your calendar. Your calendar. Your bank statement and your calendar. So like today, would it be, I know what your priority priorities are because what I would see in the cloud? Sure. And also like... Your search history. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, there's an awful lot of pictures in there of me eating stuff. <laughs> a lot of Craigslist bike parts. You know it's great when you look through old photo albums. I mean, I don't have any photo albums anymore. All our photos are on the computer. Um, but when you look at old family photo albums, and there's like all these holiday pictures, and there's almost always a picture of a turkey carcass. Yeah. Dead turkey. What are those all those turkey carcasses? In I don't know, someplace? but a thousand years from now, someone's going to stumble on all these pictures. Going to be what was it with these people? And they like to take picture of dead birds. No, it will be the these are the this was an ancient society that massacred turkeys <laughs> twice a year. It was a, millions of them. Yes. There how you many go. how many uh, pigs did uh, our good friend Henry at Costco tell us that they slaughtered for Easter a few years ago? I was going to say like it was two like million two hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, I thought it was one in week. Millions. No, in a week. I mean, there was. That's a whole lot of hams. Porky was taking a hit, man. So, Honey baked, spiral cut. Delicious. Anyways, next question. All right. Why did Jesus change Simon's name to Peter? Great question. Cephas, I don't know why. The rock? I know he did it. I don't know why he did it. So, really? yeah, I mean, uh, I mean. I thought it was to better better illustrate what his mission was going to be. Well, I don't know. Or... I mean, the the uh, changing the name from... from uh, Simon, which was his right. name, to Peter. There's a portion early in the Gospel of John where, you know, he says, you are Simon, but you shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone, which is Petros. Right. So Cephas is a Aramaic name and right. Petros is a Greek name. But it's not until much later in the Gospel of uh, Matthew when Jesus asks his disciples in Matthew 16, who do men say that I am? Then he asks them, who do you guys say that I am? And Peter goes, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And he goes, Hey, man, you're right on. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I say that you are Petros, Peter, right. upon this rock, Petra, I will build my church. So, I mean, it's not until much later that he says that. So maybe he's just preparing him for that point. It's a good possibility. Well, he probably saw it in Peter immediately. Well, I guess, you know, maybe he looked at him and he says, you're a blockhead. I'm going to call you Petros. Well, there you go. It's possible. <laughs> you're maybe he had bolder. A, maybe he had a bolder personality yeah. or something. Who knows? I don't know. But, you know, I mean, there's a number of people whose names are changed in the Bible. Uh, I know, you know, like Saul didn't get his change to Paul, but it did change. It did change. 
Yes, someone tried to correct you on that. Yeah, threw me under the bus on that. I'm like, he stopped going by Saul. He started going by Paul. I mean, nomenclature. Let's not get. Let's not get too. My favorite though is Jacob. Got Israel to Israel. Yeah. So he went from being the heel Heel catcher, catcher. which means like supplanter and deceptive and all that good stuff. That's a good name change. To being Israel, which Israel is a really cool name. I know one who struggles with God. Wow. Yeah. You remember that guy Israel in uh, Hawaii? What? Oh, the guy that sings. The brother sings. is someday. Everybody, over the everybody plays his song at weddings. Oh, dude, he weighed like I don't know, like six hundred pounds. Everybody loved that guy. He's a good guy. He I w- think we played his song at our wedding. Pretty Did sure. you really? Pretty sure. I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great somewhere version. Somewhere under the rainbow, or you, somewhere over the rainbow, you know, over the rainbow. I, I love a fellow fat man. I, I mean, I already have kin kinship. When I see somebody like that, I'm like, hey, bro, what's up? Like, There's hey, a connection. What, what's your favorite buffet? Come on, talk to me, goose. <laughs> I love it. My my favorite men's retreat I ever did. I got called up to go teach at this men's retreat. Didn't know anybody. Yeah. And um, a Samoan church. Mm. And let me tell you something. Those brothers is nice. Okay, do I you mean, remember? They were eating. This guy, you know those pitchers that like you the, put in the middle? Water pitchers you yeah, put in the yeah, middle yeah. of the table? Yeah, That was his cup. The dude grabbed a, a pitcher full of chocolate milk. Ooh. And I thought, oh, nice guy. He's bringing chocolate milk to the table. No nope, way. That's for me, buddy. No straw. He just fired that thing back. I nicknamed him Tiny, <laughs> and all his guys caught on to it. Okay, he, so. Yeah. Former gang remember, member, love Jesus. Do you remember that restaurant? It's not there anymore. It used to be down by the mall called Onami. I used to go there all the time. So they had like all you could eat um, sushi and crab legs. So the first time well, I ever chicken, went there, Chicken for the lightweights, too. Did they have chicken? Yeah, I, they I, had I chicken. I only ever yeah, remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, didn't I, they have like a Samoan surcharge? Well, no, but I went the first time I ever went in there, there was like a table with four Samoans at it. I'm not kidding. They looked like maybe they were the, the national sumo wrestler team or something. But these guys, they were there when I got there. They looked like they were already, you know, they'd been there for a while. And they were there after I left, man. And they were having a good time. Sweet. Hey, you know tonight for the worship night? Yes. Eli's here. Straight out of Samoa, bro. Hmm. So are one of my, my favorite Samoan so you brothers. Had, you had Samoa on the mind. I did. I was there. I, well, that and the Girl Scout cookies. are there Girl Scout cookies Samoas. called Samoas? Yeah. But they're tiny. There's no way. A, that, that, that That's a misrepresentation of a culture. These, I'm poor, listeners, these poor listeners, they I'm listen to us foul. to try and get questions answered, and we spend so little time on answering questions. Well, we, well, that, that was easy. We don't know why the Simon Peter thing, but it made sense later on. So, yeah. So, so he we have Jacob changed to Israel. We have Abram changed to Abraham. We have Saul changed to Paul. We have Simon changed to Peter. Um, you know, name changes happen in the Bibles. A lot of times, you well, know, you'll in, hear people say that it's indicative of a, a heart change or a nature change. You definitely see that. Right. And I see it I kind of like a, a description of what he was going to be later on. I right. mean, in my, you know, Bible book for dummies that I'll write one day. Yeah. I would say like, this is a clearly. You know, they do have a Bible book for dummies. I've heard about that. You don't need to write it. It's already been written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, anyway, sorry. I, I bet it's I, it's way more highbrow than I would write. Probably, maybe it's probably way smarter. But anyway, I would just say, yeah, it's it's. it's I think it was to a foreshadowing to describe the mission and future of Simon Peter. Works for me, man. I'll take it. Besides, in Spanish, you're, you're doing the. Oh no, you're doing the journey of Paul Cruz. Uh, yeah, kind of. So I want to do when you're gone. Yes. Every time you're you got to give me your teaching schedule. Okay. So for those of us who are, you know, left behind mm-hmm. that can't go, you know, on this luxurious cruise. Yeah. Um, not that I'm bitter or anything, but for Don't those of us, we're going to do the journey of Pablo Cruz. 
Journey of Pablo. Okay, and so we're just going to go eat Mexican food, and we're going to go over the same scriptures. How do you like that? Sounds good to me, man. I think it's going to be huge. Rock that. I'm sure that you probably get a whole bunch of people to go along with you. Oh, we're going to TJ's Tacos. Legit. Autobata in the Bible right there. So we got another question? Yeah. How many people do I have to share with for me to be saved? That's a great question. Yeah, this actually has multiple parts to it, too. If I have a bumper sticker that says, have you accepted Christ as your Savior? Is that enough to be saved? If I help with Saturate San Diego, is that enough to be saved? So, okay, so the way I'm reading this question is, yeah, do I have to save, do I have to share the gospel with people so I can be saved? Listen, we're not Latter-day Saints or Jehovah's Witnesses. No. So, yeah, we we don't do good works to get saved. Now, we share the gospel with people because we are saved by grace through faith. Right. Praise the Lord. We want to share that good. Well, that it's, good it's a result of your relationship with the Lord. Right. God does such an awesome work in your life. You want other people to know it. So that their joy would be full. We're talking about that. Right on. We're going to be talking about that more on so, Sunday. So, you know, it's like 24-hour fitness, man. Is that what it is? Yeah. We go there to get muscles. That's why we do works. Oh. Except I don't go to 24-hour fitness. No. I ride a bike. There you go, man. Works for me. Yeah, Yeah. so we share the gospel. So, for one, we share the gospel out of gratitude. Right. Two, we share the gospel because we were told to. The Great Commission. Yeah. Go and make believers and all that. We got that commission thing going on. That wasn't a great suggestion? I don't think so. He kind of said, go preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16, 15. Go make disciples of all nations. Matthew 28. So, yeah, we we got some work to do. Yeah, that's a hard one to weasel out of. Hey, we're doing that this Saturday, too. I'm super stoked about Saturate. that. Saturate. Saturate San Diego. We're doing Saturate Escondido. So we Saturate have... Saturate the Dito? Yeah, the D- Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Dito. There you go. So we have three zip codes. Mm-hmm. 9202-627-25. We've got um, 25,000 plus. We're getting more, I think. Yeah, door hangers to, to put on people's doors, invite them to church. There's the Jesus movie in eight languages. There is a gospel, generic gospel track. There is an invitation to our local church, and the other churches are doing theirs with theirs. And so uh, this is before Easter, but we're going to do it for another, what, six weeks after that? However long it takes. Yeah, we need to get people to church, man. We do. This this place needs Jesus. We got We got to act like it. So the answer to the question, you do not share with people to be saved. If you have put your trust in Jesus, you are saved. Right on. That's good news. However, if you are saved, you should have a motivation to get others saved. The love of Christ compels us. Yeah, it's it wells up. Spring up a well. All right, so that's not enough. It isn't. You need Jesus. If Jesus is not, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've not had a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, then you're not saved. I proclaim. 10-4. Amen. Got it. All right. Number four, man, this is a big question here. All right. All right. So very technicality and whatnot. Okay. Is it true Barabbas was considered the representation of Israel uh, because of what his name means? Which means son of the father. Son of the father. Abba. Okay. And that he was liked by the Jews because he was a Roman hater slash murderer and that some Jews wanted Barabbas released instead of Jesus because it was thought he would do more to bring the Romans down. Hmm. Now, there's no question that the the time was right as far as a lot of people, I think. So when we're talking about Barabbas, though, we're talking about Jesus was yeah, they, the ready thief to be put to death. And the murder. And yeah, the murder. Barabbas. Yeah, yeah. And... The one, one guy gets off free today. 
right? The scriptures say that it was the custom that Pilate would release someone right. on the Passover. They say, we want Barabbas, crucify Jesus. Okay, so that's where we're at. Yeah, and they're saying, you know, did they pick Barabbas instead of Jesus because they thought Barabbas was going to overthrow the government. And so, um, I mean, we need to be like, let's set this up a little bit. And I'm saying no, but anyway, uh, well, I mean, we'll get to that. I, I have never heard this before. And so I got to be honest with you. If I've never heard this, then it's certainly not biblical. It's certainly not historical. And no. I can't think of any commentary I've ever heard. So I don't know where this came from. I've never actually heard this one before. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's some, you know, personal extrapolation. But I will say this. The Jews were definitely looking for a Davidic, I believe a Davidic type conquer that would mm-hmm. overthrow yeah. the Romans. They had two different views of a Messiah. One was a suffering servant and one was a political military leader. I, I think that's the one you're probably going to opt for, especially if you're under the occupation of Rome. Like, man, let's bring in the guy who's going to get rid of these dudes. Let's kick some butt. Right. That's oh. what they're thinking. And then so. all national and make Israel great again. Right. There you go. That's where it was. They just had an election. Yeah. And then who won? I think Bibi, Benjamin Netanyahu. Really? Yeah, wow. it was close, though. Very close. Wow. So he seems like a solid dude. I don't know. I mean, he he looks pretty cool. He's educated at Harvard. I mean, that's kind of I kind of met him in passing once. Oh, cool. Yeah. I never met him. So I didn't get a picture with him. Anyways, back to Barabbas. Yeah, Barabbas. Anyway, yeah, I've never heard that before. I haven't heard this one before either. I don't yeah. know where it came from. Yeah, so. If you are the one who asked this question... Come talk to me. I'd love to hear about this one because I've never heard this before. Yeah. I mean, I'm always, I'm all so open I, ears. So I have a rule when I teach people to study the Bible, which I'm going to be doing at the Bible College this week. Uh, one of the rules of interpretation is when the plain sense makes sense, seek no other sense. So, you know, we read the scriptures, we try to find the plain meaning, and this is nowhere in the Bible. So, yeah, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I think we run into some challenges sometimes. We have to go back and look and go like, who was this written to? Who was supposed to be reading this? Right. You know, what was the intelligence Seek level? the main meaning. Let's, yeah, let's go right down the center of the fairway and let's see what it means plainly before we start, you know. Well, but on this point, like, uh, you know, we've talked about this a number of times before. Um, there are plenty of things that Christians sometimes believe that have no bearing in the Bible or history. Like, for example, the uh, the whole thing of the Jewish wedding. You know, there's yeah. always talk Zola about the Jewish it. wedding. Yeah, it totally originated in like the 1980s or something. It has nothing to do with the Bible. I preached it. A lot of people preach it. And I've, I've heard people on, I've love heard and it on K-Wave before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love and respect. But there's no, there's no historical significance. Speaking I mean, of marriage, no... love and respect, that was a good little tie-in oh, to marriage. Oh, yeah. Very, 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 very good. You're very doing good. how many premarital counselings right now? I'm doing three every Sunday. We got lots of people getting married. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad they're asking, uh, coming in and asking questions and, and wanting to do the uh, the premarital thing. There's some, I have some really great homework. I really love that homework. I've been using it for 20 years. Uh, a guy named Steve Carr. Yeah, he is good. Uh, I just actually gave his materials to another guy who's asking me for some uh, premarital counseling it's materials. It's so easy as a pastor, and if you want to pass it on to marriage uh, mentor type people, and Steve Carr up at I think he's Calvary Arroyo or Grande. Grande. Yeah, or Arroyo Grande, AG. Yeah, uh, I actually called him one day on the phone. Super nice guy. Took my call and and just wanted to let him know uh, his work made a big difference to oh, a sweet. lot of people. It's good stuff. Okay, so. Um, Numerus Cinco. Yeah, Cinco. Cinco. At what age is a child accountable for their salvation? You know, I've heard a lot of different answers to this. Yeah, I mean, my general answer would be at at the point that they can understand it. Okay, yeah. Uh, I know in Jewish culture, a lot of people would say it was 13. Well, that's when they do the bar mitzvah, and, you know, that's a son of the law bar mitzvah. And so this is when, you know, they are accountable to know the scriptures and, you know, become a a follower of the law, so Torah. 
Um, so that's, that's in Jewish culture. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there, I, you know, I get this question in the form of, um, at what point is it okay for me to baptize my kid or have my kid baptized? In fact, I just had a conversation with someone in our connect group about this maybe a month or so ago. They've got kids, kind of my kid's age, yeah. and uh, one of their kids wants to be baptized, and they're saying, is that okay? And I said, well, do they do they know and understand the gospel? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, then, you know, one of the one of the calls to those who have put their faith in Jesus is to be baptized. Yeah. So, you know, Suffer if that not. person wants yeah. to be baptized, I, I generally don't have an issue with it. But, yeah, I, I think for accountability's sake, I would generally say when a person can understand it, which brings up a really important question about those who are severely mentally handicapped right. or disabled, you right. know. You know, I know that I've talked with some people in the past, and I think you have as well. One guy comes to mind of, you know, concerned about their son who was uh, mentally handicapped, and he was an adult, but it's kind of like, what's going to happen to him in the kingdom of heaven? It's like, well, you know what? I think God deals with us according to what we know and what we can understand, and I think that person's going to be with Jesus. I mean, if I'm going to give that guy a break, and as little compassion and understanding as I have of the world compared to God's... There you go. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that kid's in great shape. Yes. You know, so... Um, I like the fact that you're bringing up the baptism thing. Because my thing with the baptism thing with kids, yeah, I always ask the parent, like, do you want them to be baptized or do they want to right, be baptized? Right, that's a great question. And I like to ask the kid. I said, let me talk to the kid. Man, my my daughter Evangeline, oh, at, yeah. last year's evan- at last year's baptism, yeah. she's about ready to beat me up because I told her she should wait to get baptized. She was like all rearing to go in the water on that day at the picnic baptism, which we're going to do again. Um, and I... I said, I think we should probably wait. And she, man, she gave me the stink eye. Whew. Man. Man, that man. kid has got a good stink eye. That, well, do you, where do you think she gets that from? That definitely comes from me. Yeah? Yeah. Your stink eye? You, so, I can uh, do that. Your wife's not a stinker eye person? No, my wife is perfect, practically perfect in every way. Okay, good. good. That's, all, she that's what I've heard from you. Yeah. I, why I doesn't think, she listen to I this? I don't think she's a subscriber. That's not right. I know. Man, I heard she had a hard day the other day. Yeah, her job can be challenging. Yeah, very challenging. Taking care of people is rough. Well, and being around people who, uh, so many people that come in there, don't they don't walk out. Yeah, that's a bummer. I see you. It's yeah. tough stuff. <laughs> Maybe I don't see you again. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. not good. Not good. So, so um, uh, what on the baptism thing, I always like to ask the kid, yeah. how many times have you had a parent chew you out when you were a junior high pastor for baptizing their son or daughter at camp? Mm-hmm. And they weren't there? And they weren't there. More times than I can count. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure that I ever had anybody have that issue with me. Wow. Uh, yeah, the parents like I was really bummed you baptized them and this and that. And I'm like, look, I didn't marry them. Are off. you bummed they put their faith in Jesus? Yeah, in that's camp? what I'm like. Hey, maybe you needed to not be there. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I tell you, it was a heartbreaking thing for me. I was doing a missions trip in Mexico. Yeah, and um ministering to other people, doing a great thing with a youth group and stuff like that. And really, it was a real valuable time in ministry, really changing lives for our youth. And um, my son came forward. Which son? Uh, Wyatt. Right on. At an Easter service. The firstborn. Yeah, but I wasn't there. Oh. And man, I had a hard time with that. So do you think that maybe it was one of those things that maybe there was a good reason you weren't there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I look back and I go, okay, I totally get it. I mean, okay. he's still walking with the Lord, so that's Praise cool. Praise the Lord, that's cool. But um, I, I was, I, I remember, like, man, did you get to baptize your kids? I did. Man, I'll tell you, I baptized Ethan and Addison. That was a joyful event. I got to um, baptize each one of my kids. Mm-hmm. I got to baptize my mom and dad. 
which was really really cool. And be there when my wife got baptized. That's before cool. she was my wife. That's very cool. So I'm I'm, I'm really a big baptized guy. I, okay, I, so I love it. I want to. Um, Why have you not been baptized? I love that video. Nacho oh, Libre. I love it. So I want to approach got this. Haven't uh, to it. Okay. This uh, I believe in science. Yeah. Um, that's I'm why a, they kept losing the wrestling. I'm matches. a little concerned about your salvation. Well, stuff. they were fighting Satan's cavemen. It you was know? a very, very aren't important we all, fight. Aren't we yeah. all wrestling Satan's oh, cavemen? Yeah, exactly. we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Well, spirits and principalities and whatnot. And those little rascals, Satan's cavemen, they were freaky. Those guys were mean. I was scared, and I was sitting in a chair. I almost lost my popcorn. To our five listeners, if you've never watched Nacho Libre, you're missing missing out. A deeply spiritual movie. Okay, so number five, I do want to I do want to hit on something on number okay. five real quick because uh, at what age? is a child accountable for their salvation um so so i think when they can understand it but i also want to throw into this mix because i think it's important to say that this also means that mom and dad you are accountable to raise your kids yes you that they are. know and understand it yeah so uh ephesians 6 4 i think it is um fathers especially are said yeah. that they are to bring up their children in the in the training and admonition of the lord so you know what, mom and dad, you are responsible to share the good news with your kids and to bring them to church. If you don't know how to share it, then the, our really good Sunday school teachers will share the gospel with them. So, mom and dad, you're accountable. I've had too many heartbreaking conversations with parents wondering, you know, watching their adult kids' behavior. Hmm. And, like, you trace, go back. And it's like those early Sunday school lessons, the time when their brains are little sponges and their hearts yeah. are little sponges before the world's had a chance to pollute those lessons stay with them. And True. I'm not saying it's, it's, you know, saved or unsaved, but I mean, those things are really important to lay that foundation so it is a truth that is in their life. If they choose to walk away from that truth, that truth is still well, there. Well, that kind of rolls into the next question. Well, I, I let me just tell you, I have a hospital visit with somebody yeah. who goes to this church uh -huh. with a daughter who had clearly walked away from the Lord and her life and her actions and the things she did to herself uh, put her in a hospital where she mm -hmm. was dying. And... um Without again, without parents there, just her and I talking yeah. um, to go back over that basic gospel message that she had as a child, and she remembered those things, and she put her trust in those things, and repented of where she had been, and, and uh, that life was a wreck, and uh, crushed everybody around her, her parents, uh, and she, I believe she went into eternity uh, and went and spent that with Jesus. Praise the Lord. You know, and uh, that foundation was a big part of it. And, man, that's a way different story than if it went the other way around. That's for sure. Parent. So, and and uh, I'm sure you have. I have done uh, funerals and memorial services where you sit down with the family before we do uh, the memorial, and, and they just don't know. They don't know if their son or daughter put their faith in Jesus, and that's that's painful. I think in the old King James, that yeah. sucketh. I would agree. I hate those memorials. So this rolls into question number six, though. Yeah, Cinco. No, Cease. Oh, Cease. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. You're from La Jolla. Yeah, I know. What do you know? Yeah, I know. I used to know. Uno más cerveza, por favor. Yeah, that, that worked. <laughs> All B I know Back in the day. Permane yeah. ser sentados, por yeah. favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've heard yeah. it at, at Disneyland. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how does a parent cope when their adult child is not a believer and not or not currently following Jesus and they believe that if that child died today they would not go to heaven? So I have some very I have some very practical things. What do oh, you no, have? give me give me your thoughts. I'd love to hear your so, thoughts. So and I know this question where this came from okay. because uh, a person's adult child yeah. died and they were in rebellion to the Lord at the time here recently. Oh, yeah. uh, and I knew that little kid. 
when he was a kid. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's heartbreaking. Um, and I, this is really important. And I think uh, there's a few things as a parent, and your role shifts as a parent. But yeah. my wife has these books, um, Praying for Your Adult Children, uh-huh. Praying for Your Husband. The, the fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. Mm-hmm. And I think you cannot pray for your kids enough. Right. That's step one. You got to pray for your kids. That has to be on your heart. Don't you stop gotta praying. Nag God. Make him just, yes, push him. Mm-hmm. I mean, just be. Ask, seek, and knock. Yes, again and again and again. And be that widow that wants justice. Just keep yeah. going and going and going. Pray for your kids. Persistence, persistence. Because I guarantee nobody else is praying for your kids. Not to that extent, that's Not for sure. Not like that. Not no. with that investment. Uh, second one with adult children um, don't be invasive. Hmm. Be there for them. Uh, don't support bad habits, but don't think every conversation you have with them has to be about their salvation and their lifestyle. Hmm. Um, you have to be there, not put up a fence or an ultimatum. Uh, if you're going to do, I'm never going to talk to you again, those type of things. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't do that because yeah. you want to be there as that place of understanding and grace and mercy and that source of information on Christ. You know, on this point, like when, when they do get it together, because right. Jesus has got them, he's, their problem. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is, the, is they are Jesus's problem. Be, you have to be that person that is there to receive them uh, and to, to be that, that, that place without a wall because some people can't get back over that wall. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I, my first thought on this too is that you just got to pray, 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 pray. But at the other time, on the other side of this too, you need to look for that opportunity to share. And when the opportunity comes, share the gospel. Be the person who continues yeah. to invite your kids to come to church and, you know, to know the Lord and, you know, express your concern for their salvation and stuff. Yeah. I think is good. Yeah. But on the point that you were saying about, you know, wanting to maintain that openness and that opportunity, I had a conversation a number of years ago with a couple in our church and their adult daughter was engaged in a lifestyle they didn't agree with. And, um, and we kind of just had a conversation about this just a few minutes ago yeah, about um, if someone who is involved in, in this situation, a homosexual um, relationship, um, what about going to their wedding? Because, of course, now we live in a culture where homosexual weddings are, are a thing. And, uh, and so I remember having a conversation with this couple, and they were really concerned because their daughter was involved in this relationship, and now they wanted to get married, and, and um, they didn't know how to reach out. And I said, I would say that you sit down and your daughter already knows that you don't agree with that lifestyle, but be the one who's reaching out to love her. And you know what? It opened a door of communication with their daughter in a way that was really, really important. Um, and not just banishing them and saying, I can't spend any time with you because you're a sinner. Listen, Jesus told us to interact with sinful people and, uh, and to reach out to those people and draw them to the Lord. I have a, I just heard the story recently from a really good friend of mine. I didn't know this story. Uh, daughter raised in the church. Uh-huh. He's a very serious Christian, really legit guy. And you know him. Uh, and uh, she is in a relation, casual relationship with an unbeliever. It uh-huh. turns out he's an unbelieving Jewish guy. Uh, very successful, uh, a really good guy, and yeah. just had a lot going for him. And um, got to a point where this had gone too far, where she was in love with this guy. Uh-huh. And she was starting to doubt some of the basic things that she grew up with uh-huh. and put that back in her parents' face. And... Um, it crushed her dad. I mean, yeah. he was in tears. Like, that, that, what a horrible realization. And instead of being combative, mm-hmm. instead of, um, you know, beating somebody over the head with the Bible, he actually took the time to talk to this guy and 
bring out the tenets of our faith and why we believe this and, and answer this guy's questions and spend time with him. Through those conversations, this guy was so appreciative. He said he was, he was the first Christian that ever sat down to talk to him about this and like in an invested manner uh, and spend you know personal time with him. This guy becomes a believer, marries his daughter, mm-hmm. and starts a church, becomes a pastor. It's awesome. And leading people to the Lord. And then my buddy's like, it's a tiny little church, you know? And he goes, well, I, I can't really go anywhere else, you know? This is... I, I can't leave, right? You know, yeah. and we we're just talking about how excited he was. Just this great work that he'd done in this guy's life. So God does miracles with it, God's faithful this, people. This brings up a really important point. You know, a lot of times Christians, and I talk with them routinely, where people will express this, where they're fearful to share the faith, their faith with someone because how will they respond, and what if I offend them? And but so many times, when the person finally does share their faith with them, they realize that God has been working on that person, and they are ripe for the picking. Like the harvest is ready. And the Lord just needs you to go pick it. Right. And so it's like there are so many times that the Lord is leading us to talk with someone and we're fearful that they're going to reject us. And God has already set them up. He's teed it up. And all we need to do is swing for the fences. So it's uh, important to just share our faith. Yeah. And I, I think doing it in a way that's not combative. Right. We just live it out. I mean, I, my, you see, I, we get a prayer request every week for my daughter. And she works with a guy who's openly a homosexual. Mm-hmm. And she prays for him every week. And she tries to be a good example. And she wants that guy to come to church. Just another person who needs Jesus. Yeah. I mean, just the same way I'd pray for a, a gossip and, and or a, just an unbeliever or anybody else. I'm not going to treat that sin any differently. Or even just a good person. There's a lot of good people out there yeah. that need Jesus. People that don't need Jesus. I mean, right. don't excuse me, don't have Jesus and don't think they need Jesus. Yeah. And there's quite the truth is quite something different. So... Uh, we need to get over ourselves, and we're—they're not going to infect us. These sinners. I'm not entirely sure. Did we? Did we actually answer this question? It's a challenging question. Uh, number six. That's how. No, the parent copes. I think number one through prayer. But if the person, if the child has died, oh, if the, if the child has died, I think you just have to rely on God's mercy, right. and mercy, and justice, right. and uh, leave that with the Lord. You don't know what could happen in the last moments of a person's life, and how God is able to work in that moment. And a really. Uh, a place where you really end up in a bad situation is where you start to play God right, and start to decide what he's decided and you think you know what the final outcome is. Mm. So you don't know what that relationship was really like. Uh, you don't know, again, what happened in those final moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know. And so I, I think you just, you got to just, for yourself, you got to shift gears. And that's hard. I mean, Let that's, God be God. Yeah, let God be God and you be you. And that that's, don't try to do God's job. There's no vacancy on the throne in heaven. You're not going to do as good a job as... Uh, but my heart does go out to you because it's a very hard thing to lose a child. A uh, very hard thing to lose a child. Can't even imagine. Okay. Um, here's one I get this question actually quite a bit. Uh, chap- or excuse me. Uh, question seven. How should I, as a mom, adjust to a, quote, uh, empty nest? My adult kids are doing well, but some of them live far away, and I don't see them often and it hurts hmm got some funny noises happening here yeah uh you know i you're I, not there you no, got your I'm, kids I'm are pretty home. far away from there at the moment yeah. it, but I, i'm told by so many people it goes by really really quick and i can see how that is our oldest is 10 uh so we're a little bit of ways away from this yeah you got f- I, no no your oldest think about this you have five summers left with your son yeah i guess so well at 15 they start working true yeah 
I mean, well, I'm going to make him start working at 12. So it's you think all good. So? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah totally. gonna, is he going to be your pool boy and your gardener? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I do miss about my adult sons living at home. Your yard looked better then? Well, I, I had, no, my yard looks better now. My oh, wife's okay, doing right. it, but they were never as thorough as my wife. <laughs> but like, I lost my trash man, my plumber, you yeah. my gardener, my go get the mail guy that can you hold this wrench and hold this flashlight? I lost that dude. True. Okay. I just want to, on this question, acknowledge that, you know, that, that hurt is normal, you know, when your kids move out. But I, I would, I would also assume if your kids have moved out to be adults and do the right thing, that's a good, that's a good thing. That's yeah. what you raise them for. Hopefully. I'll tell you something that hurts more when your kids, you know, 30 years old, living at home, sitting in the <laughs> basement playing Fortnite, and he doesn't want to leave. That's a problem. I'm surprised you know about Fortnite. I just, the, all the little kids are playing it, I guess. Yeah. It's do, a, do, 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 yeah. Do, do, I've do, never, do. never, never played it. Um, we had, you know, we had, we had Oregon Trail. Yes. And Sarah has died. Yeah. So my kids would play. Johnny it. got dysentery. Yeah. So you know, my son, <laughs> my son, Ethan. Yeah. Uh, he, everybody's got their own strategy. So we're like, Ethan, the wagon can't move. Why? Because it's so full of ammunition, guns, mm -hmm. and bacon. That sounds like basically his life now. Yeah, I mean, he's living the life. He was setting himself up for his adulthood. Right. So his people would always die of dysentery because there was just they were just eating bacon and shooting stuff. It's all good, but man. But you know what? He really enjoyed the ride. It was great. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay. Back to that. Okay. Um, I know a little bit about this. We're that age. My house is pretty much empty. Um, Emptier and imp more and more all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So, but it's great. My kids are in town, most of them, uh, and they're, they're by... So I would offer this. You go in the book of Mark, and there's that exchange with John and Jesus. John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. And John the Baptist mm -hmm. is in prison. Mm -hmm. And are you the one, or am I looking for somebody else? And mm -hmm. John's having a little heart failure there, I think. And I think in John's head and heart, I'm, you know, I don't want to get too far into that, but I'm 33 years old. And it's like, hey, cuz, like, come and break me out of this. Yeah, I'm yeah. awesome. I mean, I've done some pretty amazing I did stuff. Some amazing I, things. Yeah, I can really help you out a lot here in this whole deal. I set you up for success. Yeah, I made the path straight. Exactly. Where's the love? Right on. And uh, tell John not to be offended. offended. Blessed are you if you're not offended with me. That's a challenging word. Right. And then tell him, the blind receive their sight, uh, the lame walk, the poor have the gospel preached to them. Yeah, and so of many the, the signature things of the Messiah, right? Mm-hmm. And so he answers John's question, but John's having a hard time. That's a, a change in role yes. from what John thought he should be doing. And I think as a mom, you have to be really excited about your kids growing up to be adults, productive men of society, walking with the Lord. That's a bonus. Awesome. Basic. Love yeah. It. But you have to, I think you have to accept and you have to get on with now God has a new role for you and you have to find that new role. And, and some people call it reinventing yourself. Rewire. You, yeah. You need to find that new role. And maybe some of those things that you've, you know, compassion, um, you know, diligence, all those things, the time that you've poured into your own children, there has got to be a place where you can use those for the glory of God. And so put your effort and your time into that. And I think those around you are yeah. probably going to do as good a job of showing you what that new ministry is as much as you yourself would and so that's got to be a key thing you have to see that this is a change in season and in role and this to is everything there is a season 
and this is a real deal. I talked to a yeah. lot of gals that have a lot of trouble with this. In I, I can't uh, agree with you more. I yeah. mean, I think that there there is a certain point at which you begin to invest your energy and your time and you know all the stuff that you've got, the experience that you've got in the new thing that God has called you to. Because I think about this not just for the moms, because this is a mom, you know, talking yeah, about mom this question, and this. but dads too. But, but I think also. Uh, guys, when they get to the point where they're uh, considering retirement, you know, how many times have I talked with and you talked with um, someone who's at that point of retirement and they have their entire identity wrapped up in the job that they've just done right. for the and last like, 30 years and they don't know how to change. It's like, man, how much golf got... can you play? Exactly. Yeah. I can tell you there, there's a limit. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, uh, they're Pastor Miles got a very important discipleship <laughs> meeting here. Uh, amen. Amen. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't judge. Preach don't it. Preach judge. It. It's yeah. important stuff. Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, there, there is a point at which that person who's worked for 30 years to do this job where it's like, you know what, you've got more free time, but you've got a lot of experience and you've got a lot of energy still. And it's like, man, you got to reinvest that in the work that God has for you. And I, I can't help but think of the passage in Titus where it talks about the older men teaching the younger men, yeah. the older women teaching the younger women. You know, you got these gals who they did a really good job raising their kids to walk with Jesus and there's plenty of young moms who could use a mentor or someone to come alongside right. and encourage them. And uh, great opportunity. Well, maybe do some babysitting, right? Maybe. Having a house open for that. That's a hard one because typically younger people, I do not see the young moms asking for advice uh-huh. uh, in a lot of those situations. But I think it could also be very threatening. And, you know, a mom, you know, that's a role that society's really discounted, I think, over it has the years. In a, in a really bad way. And I'm I'm thinking it's probably the most important job on the planet if you want to have more of these little people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm really stoked that we're coming up on a day where we're going to honor moms. Yeah. So, yes. Just a month away. So uh, another thing with the hurt, you got to take that to the Lord because part of that is you don't want to be... You do not want to be walking around your house uh, looking through the photo album at baby pictures. That's not that's not conducive to a healing and a change of role. So you don't want to be doing that. Uh, and you want to be looking for places that are your new ministry, so to speak, and be diligently seeking those things. Absolutely. And I think that's that's healthy and, and happy. But it does hurt. True. But praise God for phones and uh, FaceTime. Uh, FaceTime. So cool. Okay, final question. Ocho, in the book of Genesis, who are the people that Cain is afraid will kill him after he murders Abel? Ooh. And who inhabits the land of Nod? Uh, people with narcolepsy. Nod. They're the sleeping people. <laughs> they were a tribe. They slept all the time. It's in the ancient documents. They Zola, are related. Zola the, Levitt wrote about they're these They're related to people. the pirates who don't do anything, right? Exactly. Absolutely. They're just like that. They just lay around all day long, and they nod, mm. and um, they just sleep. And it's good. Very low energy thing. And uh, the good news is we're going to get some programs going to take care of those people. Get them some new mattresses. Some Red Bull. And some Red Bull. We're gonna I just had my up. Red Bull a little while ago. Oh, really? Yeah, Did absolutely. it give you wings? Not quite yet. I'm working on it. Wow. Okay, so this is an interesting question. Um, the Land of Nod. That's great. It sounds like something out of a book. It is in a book in Genesis yeah. chapter 4. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, so this is an interesting question. I mean, if you're going to come at it from the, uh, the traditional cross connection, Calvary Chapel, Southern Baptist view on this, that does believe that there was an actual Adam and Eve, a historic Adam and Eve legit, and that they actually had kids named Cain and Abel and Seth, but this fails to, uh, 
sometimes recognize that uh, Adam and Eve didn't only have three kids. So they had more kids. and uh, Like the Partridge family, big family? Big family. They lived a very, very, very long time. Did you watch the Partridge family growing up? You were too young for I'm that, weren't you? I'm a little young for that. That's what I thought. I don't know what the Partridge... So you awesome. got to remember, like, what's the other family uh, with all the kids they married? They had the Bradys. The Brady Bunch. See, I saw that in reruns. I, I'm, See, like I saw that first run. Nickelodeon reruns, baby. Uh, I saw that first run. Yes. So anyways... Um, that house was for sale, by the way. Mike Brady's house was, where was for sale. Where was it? Up in L.A. Up in L.A.? Yeah. It was, I mean, the inside was a set. Yeah. But the outside was the Brady house. Awesome. You know what else I saw? I don't know if you're uh, a few years back when we had some major fires up in the Malibu area. Yeah. They had the uh, the news truck out in this, you know, front cul-de-sac area, and they've got the, the fire burning down. And it was the house from E.T., the house that Elliot lived at. Did it burn down? Well, the fire was coming close, but they were just making a point that this is the house that for E.T. Yeah. And I, Eddie, I was looking at it like, whoa, yo, I totally remember E.T. phone that. home, yeah. Reese's Pieces, man. Oh. I liked that movie because my middle name is Elliot. That's cool. Hey, well, your son's name's Elliot. I named him after my middle name. I like that. Yep. Hey, forget all that for a second. Mm. That important stuff. When's the new Top Gun coming out? I think it. I think it's 2020. Really? I don't know. It better be good. I'll tell you right now, they better not desecrate that movie. Well, this could this could make or break Tom Cruise. He, he'll he'll be washed up if he does this one better. No, he'll step over the line. He was I I was watching a little Tom Cruise the other day, an yeah. interview about that. Uh huh. And he was like, he was not about doing the movie if it, unless they did it right. Okay. And he I, makes... I heard that Iceman is going to be in the movie, and I just got to say, makeup. Yeah, he. Um, well, let's just say that Tom Cruise, the years have been kinder. Well, he's so, taking care of himself. I guess so. Yeah. Well, then, uh, what's his name? How did we get on the topic of Tom Cruise I, I, and Top yeah, Gun? This is important stuff. Uh, Goose. Yes. He his died. son. He died, but his son in the movie. Oh. Is going to be. No. Up, yeah. Okay. Now, if Goose's kid. Second generation. Yes. If Goose's kid. If they go into a flat spin. I'm out. I'm walking out of the theater. No. No. That would, not going to happen. Do not crush a piece of my, my, my young life. Don't Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. That is wrong. I agree. I right. I would be, yeah. There would be protests. Okay, there would be good. Protests. I don't. It's yeah. It's this is going according to my so, plan. So basically, we're saying that is is Goose's son going to be the main character? I think he's going to be because one. like let's be honest. Pete Mitchell did not seem like the type of person that would be a good dad. Meant he no 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 he wasn't even a good yeah I don't know. Anyways, yeah. so uh, Kane 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 was afraid. Of other people, so if we just go like the literal interpretation of the Book of Genesis, and I realize there are people who push back on this whole thing. Cain was afraid of his his brothers, his sisters, his nephews, his nieces, those that had already come. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't know how old was Cain when he killed Abel. He's probably we can only assume that he's you know maybe middle aged. But remember, these people lived to be hundreds of years old, so we don't know when that happened. But there are people that are being populated that are descendants of Adam and Eve as well, and so he's afraid of them. The land of Nod is a place that's mentioned. In uh, Genesis chapter four, so there are people who lived in that area, right? Okay, that'd be you know what's great answer. about this question. What it has nothing to do with salvation. True, but there are people, you know, I mean, I know you know this that get they get super tied up on the first eleven chapters of the book of Genesis. Can't believe in Jesus unless they got Genesis all figured out. Yeah, and there are some challenging things in Genesis. I mean, let's talk about the Nephilim, dude. There's some interesting stuff there. Missler love. The oh, Nephilim. Missler love the Nephilim. Oh. God, be, God bless. Chuck Missler. Chuck. Chuck is with Jesus. Yeah. Well, he went to New Zealand first, then he went to Jesus. I hear yeah. that New Zealand is close to heaven. 
Really? That's what people say. They got great trout fishing. You know what it is? Everybody saw the Shire from the uh, the Lord of the Rings movies, and they, they think that that's what, that's what New Zealand is like. Yeah. Gosh, those movies were long. My, my son, he is about maybe 50 pages away from being done with the first book, The Hobbit. He's very excited about this. He's getting ready to read The Lord of the Rings. That's so gonna... I made a deal with him. I said, I said, you can watch the movie after you finish each book. So he's super, super excited. So I'm going to have to watch these very long movies again. Okay. Well, I've got them all. I, I, we probably have them all. Too. I have the extended version. No, I can't. I can't handle the oh, director's cut extended version. Oh. It was long enough the first time. My daughter's a nerd, and she's there got you them. Go. Yeah, man, I almost caused a riot. Um, I went to the very first Lord of the Rings movie because I had all these friends who were like, "We got to go see yeah. this movie," and I, I didn't even know what it was. So we go to the movie, and I mean, we're what like two and a half hours in, and I start doing the Mystery Science Theater three thousand, mocking the movie. I did not realize this was like a religious experience for the people. Yeah, don't me. mess with those people. I, I almost caused a riot. Yeah, I mean they've got a little ring in their pocket. They're really yeah. Well, you know what? Now that you mention your daughter kind of being a, a little bit of a Lord of the Rings nerd, doesn't she do like a perfect Gollum voice? She does the best Gollum ever. Man, you know what's really creepy? Huh. My other daughter does the Smeagol. Oh goodness! They so talk if you're back in a dark room and they talk back and forth, it freak. It they they were at a kids camp one time, a high school camp. Yeah, doing that in the cabin at night. And there's like some kids like I genuinely got shook up and had to turn the lights on. That's spectacular. Why does it trouble us, precious? It's the fat one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love, you know, that's, I, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Can we get that guy to do a Bible tape series or something? That would Gollum? be great. Gollum reads the scriptures. Oh, oh man. man. Can we get an Emily to do that? That'd be great. I just want like, watch like no, that's a totally different movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally I know. Totally different movie. Oh, man. I you love got, it. You just jumped universes right there. I know. There. The well, multiverse. It doesn't oh, matter. You know what I got in trouble for last night? You, I saw the movie Aquaman, right? Okay. And I liked Aquaman. Yeah. I mean, for... This is the DC universe. Okay, whatever. I don't uh, know. DC, Disney, uh, Marvel, whatever. And so Aquaman's like this biker that's going to save the world. I mean, he's like a biker guy, right? And so I liked it. But like the love interest or heroine lady or whatever she would be, not like heroine, like Escondido heroine, but like the hero but a female version that heroine too much too much explanation yeah so anyway she had like this bright little mermaid hair oh cool right ariel red yeah kind of like our old receptionist and yeah and so this i we just got invited i, I know she's graduating, she's graduating from, from university from college. it's awesome she's gonna be too smart to hang out with Man, she was we, always too smart to hang you know out what? With we we basically are like the dog on that um up movie squirrel you know yeah. we, we Ooh, can't keep on one line anyway the whole movie right and mm. i'm waiting he this guy's a total smart aleck in the movie uh-huh he never once throws her under the bus doing the little mermaid thing and i'm like i can't believe they didn't that was an easy shot why didn't he take it mm. she had the little mermaid hair the it's little mermaid because, outfit it's probably because that's a dc movie and marvel owns disney my daughter's like you would never make a comment about one universe about another universe it's like is that some nerd written role in the movies? You yeah, can't... there's a rule. It's probably somewhere written down. The Avengers ate shawarma. Well, who doesn't eat shawarma? <sighs> That's a good point. Shawarma is good. It is good. You know what? Mm. Shawarma in Israel is awesome. Everything in Israel is pretty much awesome. I love eating them, those Bialy, the hot breads they have on the mm. cart. Mm. Yeah, I think Nazareth. we talked about this yeah. once before. No. Oh, you know what else is good? Man. When you go down to breakfast at the hotels in Israel, 
Ooh. and they've got the honeycomb. Have you seen this before? Yeah. They got this like honeycomb hanging there and just dripping with honey. It's like the most wonderful thing in the world. So we stayed at this re- this uh, hotel there. Yeah, and I was with Maranatha, so it was five star. Yeah, David Citadel, glorious. Yeah, and so they they put on a feed. Oh yeah, man. Right, and just the food was amazing. I'm yeah, just if like, you want to gain weight, go on an Israel trip. Yeah, it was you know, and then you're like. Buffet, give me some more. It's yeah, like you great. go and you go and have like a five course breakfast, and, and then you go like hike up to Masada, or go or like, hey, let's just trot up to Ben Yehuda Street. And let's go, go uh, go up and you know buy some overpriced tourist stuff, and then oh look, there's an ice cream shop. Yeah, then you, but the then good you get news some is falafel, and yeah, you can roll down the hill. Yeah, feel awful. So I love street food. Okay, we should stop. Okay. We don't have any more questions. I'm hungry. Uh, any final words for this weekend? Well, I'm going on a bike trip to Catalina. Oh, that's bro. right, Catalina trip. Going with some we men's got, guys. We got a worship night tonight. Worship night tonight. Catalina trip. Catalina, yeah. Saturate on Saturday. Church on Sunday. It's Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. Easter. Hosanna, is, Hosanna. Sundays are coming. Should we give them some palms? Good Friday next week. I missed out on the Lent thing with the ashes. It's all good. You didn't need that anyway. Okay. All right. God bless y'all. We'll talk God to you next week. God bless you, man. Adios.